Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Glitched Podcast. My name is Topher Welsh, and 50 miles to my north is sitting my co-host... Eugene Kappen. And we are here to talk about the world of VR and kind of, I guess, recap our last year in the world of uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, and uh, slowly becoming influencers. Can we say that yet, Eugene? I I think we can. Uh, you know, I've been trying to do this whole creative entrepreneurial thing for about 10 years but my career really hasn't taken off until you know i started pursuing virtual reality and you you and i started teaming up you know i was the catalyst in your life i know it was you could be you might have been like the (laughs) missing ingredient for my career to start you know taking off yeah man it has been a Kind of a whirlwind of a year. Like we went to VidCon, we went to VRLA, we did like our whole glitched VR show. We yeah, did we did. Uh, yeah, we did season three. Yeah, season yeah, three. We, was we started our company, Studio Cap'n. Yeah, we did that. We had uh, just tons of awesome new connections. Uh, met a lot of really cool people for the uh, for the for the show. We met I Justine. Um, and her sister Jenna, they were super cool. Uh, who else did we have on this uh, last last season? Uh, we had Ella Darling. We had Barclays Nerdgasm back. That's uh, right. We had Jason from Costume Characters for Causes. We had The Flash. Yeah, we had so many people this year. It was and then because we had a podcast as well. We had a bunch of people that way. Yeah, that's right. We did. Uh, I mean, <coughs> if you guys haven't kept up we actually got the incredible honor to come and we were actually guests for vidcon at the another reality uh area and we got to kind of record a bunch of our podcasts live at vidcon and that was a lot of fun um yeah we 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 hung out with uh the guys from nerd sync uh we kicked it with jordan jones pop star that was pretty cool uh we hung out with the uh the whole valley folk crew Oh yeah. yeah, Jordan Jones was very, very nice. A very nice girl. I, I, I don't. I feel like I didn't have very much in common with her as a 32 year old male, but she was very, very nice nonetheless. Versus an 18 year old pop star. Yeah, I, I. You could probably see it in my voice. It's like <laughs> I, I, I found it very, very hard to relate to her. Nothing against her, but like that, that pop world. Like I listen to a lot of pop music, but like it's been a while since I've had to like carry on a conversation with an 18 year old about like stuff that's relevant to them and me because I very quickly realized that she did not give a shit about some of the stuff that I liked or got any of my references because <laughs> I'm too old, man. I'm too I, old. I feel like your kids probably would have been able to hold a better conversation with her than you did. Probably. I mean, they just have to talk about Fortnite and they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be good. They'd be good. It's, it's really interesting. I had a, uh, I was at my girlfriend's office party and I was mm-hmm. talking to her boss and she asked me like, what do you do? And I said, well, I, I'm an influencer. I, I create uh, video content. Uh, I do stuff in the video game industry, specifically virtual reality. And she asked me, how do you feel about Fortnite? Like how concerned <laughs> should I be about Fortnite? And that's where I kind of had to like go, well, uh, Fortnite to you is kind of what Elvis Presley was to parents in the fifties. I don't like how those teenagers are shaking their hips. 
It's a good, it's a pretty good analogy, actually. <laughs> I mean, what people always ask me, like, what do you think of Fortnite? It's like I'm just waiting for Fortnite VR to come out because as soon as we have FPS Fortnite against these kids, me and you are going to murder their asses. Oh, so absolutely. We're gonna be like number one ranked in the world. Ninja will be <laughs> going down. Like, you can't uh, you can't beat my trigger figure. Uh, how are you doing since the Beat Saber update came out and they wiped everybody's scores? Um, you know, honestly, I haven't been playing for scores lately. I've been playing more for like fitness and uh, just generally making content. I've been getting more into just like I really, really enjoy just playing Beat Saber. So making videos and just dancing around and it's 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 weird because like I'm very very shy in real life and I don't really I wouldn't really dance like on a dance floor but like you put a VR headset on me man and I turn into I, like I just posted my uh, Huna's Bubble Pop and it's just the girliest K-pop song but I'm just <laughs> dancing my ass off jumping around and I just I was doing that earlier it's so much fun it's have so you fun. have you tried doing the uh, le- the new League of Legends K-pop song that came out not too long ago. Uh, I have done that one. I haven't actually recorded myself yet. It's cool because they... Uh, is that the one that bundled with Beat Saber? Called I'm, Pop Stars? Maybe. I'm not sure. Because uh, Beat Saber actually did a, a K-pop like mashup. Um, probably some sort of a brand deal. But uh, it was a song called Pop Stars that is... Sorry, I'm peeking on my mic. Uh, there's a song called Pop Stars that came out, and it's really, really, really fun. And um, but they have Extreme Plus mode because they added that in on the new Beat Saber update. So not only do you have easy, normal, medium, or hard. what is it? E- easy, normal, hard, hard, and then extreme. Experts. There's now Extreme Plus or Expert Plus, yeah, which is like just ridiculous. I, I'm still like in the hard area, and I feel like. When I do when I do like hard mode, I can definitely get top one hundred in the world. But mm-hmm. as soon as I venture into like expert, I start failing. See, I feel like hard and expert, like it has to be a really fast hard song or like a really short hard song, because what I do is I look at the note count when I go into a song, and if it's like six hundred or below, like I'm like, oh, this is probably and if it's like three minutes long, I'm like, yeah, this is probably too too slow for me because like I just I like moving so much and like I treat the lightsabers as actual swords. So like the stances <laughs> this gets really, really nerdy, but the stances that I use, like the different poses, like I just envision myself as Deadpool with the two with the two katanas and I, I use it that way. And so, like, I'm doing full swipes because the algorithm, the scoring algorithm, it rewards you if you have more 180-degree complete swipes. So you get a higher score. So I, I, I try to treat them like that. So I'm trying to remember what it was. It was the Acer. <clears throat> uh, n- uh, our mutual friend Nemo was actually in town. I was over at his house. And he had the Microsoft... Nemo. Acer set up at the house and was that the backpack? No, 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 no. It, it was the, uh, it was the one that's attached to the, uh, computer still, but, oh, it, but, oh. it ha- but it has like the lights on the, uh, on the sticks. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about for sure. Uh, and so everybody heard like I was this fantastic beat saber player. I went in to play it and my score was like half of what it normally is. Oh. And I was like, what the hell? 
I was in the pool. I was in the pool. No, but it, what it turns out is if you if your arm reach was is with outside of their like standard bounding box for that oh. specific headset, it just won't read your. It won't render the hit. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It'll show the hit. It just won't show the the arc motion for your hand. Oh, okay. And so I was like, no, I I normally would have like destroyed this guy Nima's score, but you know, yeah, yeah. Which I, I, it made I really me sad. think we have a we we have a uh, an opportunity with uh, Beat Saber competitions, like local Beat Saber competitions. That's something I want to do in 2019: is organize a uh, a Beat Saber competition in Seattle. I think that'd be freaking blast because dude when they had their uh their huge beat saber worldwide tournament there was zero uh places that were uh participating in seattle really i was i was super pissed i really wanted to go up and do it but like there was just no one that was participating or else i didn't see them or they didn't add them to their map or whatever but yeah i, I thought they did it at the microsoft store in the u district yeah maybe i missed the memo i don't know there probably was one. I, uh, admittedly, I didn't look very hard because I was really busy in the first place, and so, <laughs> and I pl- I play it like every single day at home. It's not like I have to, you know, always do. It. But anyway, yeah. But there's like, you want to feel like you're better than everybody. <laughs> I am better than everyone, Eugene. You know this. You know this. We white men can't jump those guys over at cl- over at VidCon. Oh, at the collab booth. Oh, dude, it was so good. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey for if my buddy beats the the score over like by ten percent. Can we get a bunch of free shit? I oh, should have. Yeah, sure, I should have asked no for problem. the Nikes. I know you should have asked for the Nikes. I, I, hindsight is twenty twenty. Should have asked for us both the Nikes and say, hey, if he gets it perfect on expert, give us the Nikes, and I just would have slaughtered it. and We would have cleaned up so good. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, what have you been? Anyway. What, have you been what have you been playing lately? I mean. My games of choice have been like Beat Saber and a couple of shooters. I've been playing a lot of Standout, but what have you been playing in VR lately? Uh, just Beat Saber. Other than Beat Saber, I've been doing a lot of Overwatch, and I actually started to do like the ranked matches. Uh, somebody gifted me a copy of Overwatch, and I've been really into it lately. Hmm. I've actually never played Overwatch once in my life. They have such an amazing like backstory for all the characters. And it, it's like a well-detailed world that everybody's in. Well, I've actually and, and watched the, all the films and stuff, and the films <clears throat> look amazing. I just never gotten around to playing the game. Oh yeah, all the films look like they should be part of like a, a Pixar film or something. And there's probably enough content to make a two-hour movie out there. Probably, I'm sure there is. Right on. So yeah. Overwatch and Beat Saber. Do you, Overwatch, do you, do you, Beat Saber. Do you think you can beat me in a Beat Saber song if we were to draw the name out of the hat? D- Where's your confidence lie, Eugene? If it's like an original song, if it's one of the like standard songs that come with it, I feel like I might be able to do that. Okay. But if it's one of the custom songs, because I don't download custom songs, I feel like you would probably beat me. Just what, because are you a purist? What? No, no, no. It's just... <laughs> Just because I don't have any experience with it. Yeah. I feel on experience you would probably beat me, but if I get my hands on a specific song and I practice like I do to top your scores, I would probably beat you. That's true. You did work really, really hard to beat me on that one song. 
And I don't know how you did it, but it was really hard for me to uh, uh, beat that score. And I don't think I beat it before the new update <clears> came <throat> out, and then it wiped the score, and then we had to start <sighs> over. But <laughs> I know so I'm, I'm going no to have to besides this podcast. I'm going to have to go in and just reclaim all my scores again. I know, man. It's... But but to know that anytime I do like uh, in the hard category that I can take top 100, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it's something to brag about. <laughs> Uh, I did get kids uh, reaching out to me uh, during TwitchCon going, hey, uh, what's your score on, on Beat Saber? I want to destroy it. <laughs> and I went, you're going to have to be the top like 100 in the world to do it. And they're like, done. I'm like, whatever, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you in three months. Yeah. You let me you let me know how that's going. <laughs> uh, I do get hits hit up from uh, kids right now asking to play like uh, – just VR poker and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Has there been any uh, been any games that you've had um, like one off experiences with that left an impression on you? Yeah, uh, God, there was this pixel game that got released not too long ago. Pixel ripped. Yes, that's the one. Pixel ripped nineteen eighty nine. Is it eighty six or eighty nine? I was born in eighty six, so maybe that's why I think it's eighty six. Uh, let's hold on. I'm gonna look at it right now. Pixel ripped 1989. That's what it is. Yeah, I uh, I ended up playing it for a little while at the Kronos VR Academy when I was hanging out there, and okay. it now it's fantastic. You know, I I don't know what it was. I didn't get past the first level, and I don't know if the UX just wasn't there for me. But I didn't realize there was, there was more than one level. <laughs> And so I got really annoyed, like, pretty quick. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm just throwing shit at this teacher, I guess. And so I was like, okay, okay. And then you were like, I love it. I was like, really? And you're like, yeah, there's so many levels. I'm like, uh, uh, oh, I didn't catch that part. <laughs> so I, I, it sucks. You because, just like, couldn't get past the first level. <laughs> well, they hooked me up with a, a key for the game, and I felt really bad because I was like, oh, I don't want to, like, talk shit about this game. Uh, you suck. But, like, you I just did, sucked I didn't at playing like, it. <laughs> Yeah, apparently I just sucked at playing it, so I really do have to revisit it. So, uh, Pixel Ripped, uh, you guys, you're still awesome. I just, I have not had the time to get around to what to what I want to do. But have you have you played Population One yet? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, Population am I missing out? Cool. It's uh, it's in early beta access. Um, it's made by uh, I think the same team that made Rec Room, but it's a battle royale game. But you can uh, you have a wingsuit and you can build, so it's very similar to Fortnite. But well, you, uh, it, well, if it's created by the same uh, against gravity is the team that made uh, Rec Room, uh, uh, and if that's the case, uh, we know Sean White, who is the community manager over there. Oh well, dang. Yeah, need to, well, need to talk. I, to actually, him. him and I have been on a few panels together talking about the future of social VR. Huh. I'm going to look up Population 1 real quick because I want to be for sure on this. Oh, it's not even out yet, I don't think. Well, that's right, probably well, why it's in beta. On Steam. Like, I think they gave me a pre-release Steam key or something. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. I've been playing Population 1. Dude, so I was telling you about this the other night. I got sick for the first time in VR. First yeah. time ever. It's never happened to me before. I I mean, I have played some crazy games 
that probably should have made me sick. But I got so sick playing the simplest game, and it was Sopwith. Have you have you seen this game yet? No, I haven't. So Sopwith VR, it's like it's a free to play game. Uh, you spawn into a um, uh, into a plane, and you just you control the joystick. And the trigger has a gun on it, and then you have the throttle. And those are the only things you have. But you just fly around this, like, low-poly island and try and shoot other people down. But, man, like, when I was holding the joystick and I'm trying to, like, actually fly this plane, like, it's really, really touchy. So, like, when you start getting the wiggles when you're, like, in a plane, dude, I was getting, like, legit airsick. Legit airsick. Like I, I had a realization. I was like, "Man, this is like, this is pretty. Like, this feels really weird." And then I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta take this helmet off." And so I took the the headset off. Oh, and I was no. like, <laughs> I just started breathing. I was like, "Holy cow, I'm airsick right now." Like I, get, I feel like I'm gonna puke. I try out all the games that are in production at uh, the Comotion Labs. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm basically like a guinea pig at this point. Nice. And I get VR sick all the time. And that's basically just so I can give great feedback. Like, yeah, I'm sick. This is how you fix it. Uh, right. You no. Know? <laughs> Nothing better than willing guinea pigs ready, ready to get, like, you know, fed the poison. Well, I, like, I, give get me the over, VR. I get over being VR sick really, really fast. And then I'm like, five minutes later, all right, guys, let's go again. Oh, see, this one lasted me like a good 15, 30 minutes. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was actually, I think it was on New Year's Eve that I was playing, and my son wanted to play it, Max wanted to play it, and so we got it, and he was loving it. He was having so much fun, but like, I like, after I played, I was like, whoa, that was too much. Like, I didn't play VR for the rest of the night. I didn't even want to. It was really strange, because like, I usually have a pretty strong stomach for that type of stuff, so. Is, is that just what you did for New Year's Eve? Yeah, I literally just stayed home and uh, hung out with my kid, and he played some Fortnite while I like slept and set an alarm for uh, for about ten minutes to midnight. And we went and got pots and pans and banged him outside, and then he went inside and passed out and fell asleep. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I did, however, the next day I went and did the polar plunge. Have you ever heard of this? Oh yeah, where you just jump into cold, icy cold water. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, I've done it. It was really, really cold. Uh, we went down. I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna say where I live, but uh, in uh, near our water, uh, we went out on the dock. The news crews were out there and stuff. And my uh, my kids' school mascot is the polar bears, so it was the polar bear plunge. Um, so Brennan, my oldest, went out with me. I decided to go out at the last second, so I didn't have, didn't even have trunks. I had to go out in my uh, my underwear, and I backflipped into the water and then swam my ass in there so freaking fast. It was so cold. Did you actually do a backflip? I just see you like getting halfway and like slamming your back into the water. Oh no, no, I totally did the ba- the backflip. I got it on my Instagram too. Nice. I'll have yeah. to check it out. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I was like, man, January one. 2019 is the year of the vlog. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, put it out there. I now. definitely started my own vlog as far as uh, getting ready to do it for this year. I'm going to try to release one video a week of just like vlog life. 
Yeah. And I I'm, think it's going to be a little bit shorter. And here, here's the thing about vlogs. Filming your everyday life is freaking boring and nobody wants to watch that shit. Right. And so you basically have to plan uh, something every single week. And so I did spend a little bit of extra money and I've started to recruit friends for different things. And so in the first one, it's going to be me and Metal for Breakfast making TikTok sketches. Okay. Which, which which is fun. And then we've, you know, filmed some sketch stuff specifically for the vlog. Um and then I have some bought some stuff to mess with the Yao. Uh a little bit. I can't you're, tell. I wait, can't you're say mess with her like you're going to play pranks on her. <clears throat> yeah. Oh no, I, I told versus GF or what? No, no, no. I told her ahead of time um that I'm planning on messing with her a little bit. Oh, okay. But not like It's like babe, you you're know, really going to hate me and like two weeks no no i i figure if i mess with her in the right way she'll be like oh that was really funny and i get a gift out of it or something like that oh so there's a payoff no every time i mess with her there's going to be a payoff oh there has to be a payoff (laughs) oh yeah i don't want her i don't want her to kick me out of the house well she doesn't have to to go that extreme she just has to has she just has to withheld sex that's the worst. I, I'd rather I'd rather go homeless than go without uh, any action. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Camping's fun. Not getting laid isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't like I, to I do talk. Have... I don't like to talk about my sex life on on podcast, <laughs> Topher. Sorry, buddy. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, I did want to. I'm a I sweet did, boy. I did want to praise you on uh, your hustle on doing your vlogs this year. How how long have you been doing the vlog now? Like two months? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing anywhere between one to four videos every single week for two months now. So how, how much of your day gets taken up making videos? Because I I know that's like one of the biggest um, so, reservations so here- that I have when it comes to like doing vlogs because I know there's so much that I have to film. But then on top of that, then I have to review and edit. Like, have you figured out like a like a thing that works for you that you can knock them out easily? So I started watching um, David Dobrik's stuff, and all of his videos are four minutes and twenty seconds. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, all of, like he specifically what is it, Quentin Tarantino. Makes Jesus. No, no. And then they're not. Only four minutes and 20 seconds, but that includes an intro and several outro cards. Okay. So it's basically a day and a half to two days worth of content compacted into uh, about three minutes and 50 seconds is what it really is. And I'm I'm sure you can create some sort of fun uh, based on that much time. And so like... I was sick over the weekend, and I was sick doing the uh, the New Year's Eve podcast, and it it wasn't our podcast uh, for anybody listening. It was on the Drunken, Drunken Peasants podcast, and you just see me on there for 12 hours, slowly dying, downing <laughs> orange juice and coffee and power bars. I tuned to in like, like 6 o'clock, and you were just like, you had like dead vampire eyes, 
And I was like, oh, oh yeah, this looks uh, like a blasty blast. I'm just going to hang out here for about five minutes. And you didn't say a word. You just slowly died in front of the screen <laughs> while Billy was talking about cheeseburgers or something, I think. I don't, I don't even know. But, oh, yeah. But uh, there was, was a like, point hey, where I did get up. Um, I did get some food in me. I ordered uh, uh, Amazon delivery. Or uh, No, no, no. I had, I had Postmates and I had Denny's delivered. Nice. Yeah, like a skillet, which completely like blew my diet for that day. Oh, dude, Denny's skillets are where it's at. <sighs> so good. Uh, that's like the only carbs I've had in a week. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Denny's. I love Denny's because it tastes so good. I hate it because I worked there for about two and a half years, and it was one of the worst places I've ever worked. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but it did give me the energy to go and take a shock collar to the chest. Yeah, I meant to ask you for more details on that, because I didn't happen to see that part. What prompted this? Uh, they decided to put Joe. Um, so, here for anybody listening, I do have kind of a, a sketch comedy group. Uh, it is Billy the Fridge, Joe Wisdom, and myself, and then Onision. And we go out and we make sketches. And... Joe is probably one of the funniest natural comedy personalities ever met in my life. He's just so freaking talented. And I'm, if he had like any business sense to him, he would probably absolutely be killing it right now, but he doesn't, um, (laughs) but he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like I love him. Um, but you know, I hope he can do better in the future. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so he, you know, will make a complete fool of himself on camera all the time. Like he just doesn't quite have an off switch. And so he just decided, Hey, I'm going to wear a shot collar while on the vlog or on the, on the podcast. Like you do. And, and bench pie just every once in a while be like, let's shock him. And then Billy got up and took two of them and put one under each breast. Cause he, you know, is. <laughs> Giant flabby men breasts, so he took one to each titty. He put, uh, and, he put it, uh, and then I was like, the I know I'm sick, what? but this might feel good. You know, I, I took it to the chest, and you Did can actually see me taking it to the chest on <laughs> on the podcast. That's awesome. That sounds like fun. That sounds yeah. like uh, exactly what you wanted to be doing while sick on New Year's Eve. Uh, it did bring me a little bit of life. It did well, shock. I, mean, I think anything would do that at that point by the look of you. Because, I mean. You it was a like... shocking experience. Oh, 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 you did not. You did not just do that right now. You, dad you're pun. A, you're not even a dad. Get the fuck out of here. Don't, stop taking um, my jokes. So, also here. So, I have a list of, like, things I want to do on the vlog. Mm-hmm. And the most promising one right now is a friend of mine agreed to get a tattoo of my face on him. No. Yeah. Like how big though? Uh probably like it doesn't have probably the size of a, you know, Magic the Gathering trading card, maybe. Who is this genius individual? Uh my friend Scott. Hmm. Well, Scott, I would highly recommend S- that you uh think this one through. Uh Scott is And then do it. And then do it because it's a great idea. Oh, absolutely. So why uh, why is he doing this? Because I asked him to. I was like, "Hey, what would you? What's the craziest thing uh, you would be willing to do for me?" And Scott Barnell, uh, who 
is a really good friend of mine. And he was actually one of the first people I've ever put into a sketch. That, huh. Like a, a proper sketch that I've done. It was for, uh, uh, what was it? Badass of the Week, written by uh, Joey Clift. It features uh, the actual writer from Badass of the Week. Hmm. And nice. so, you know, I put him in as like tough guy number one. And, you know, he, he's just like, he came to, you know, my to help out when I was doing like cube and that failed and some other stuff. And he's just always kind of been around and he really does think like the world of my career. Uh, I'm kind of like that guy from, you know, the reservation slash guy who lived in Everett, who has, you know, gotten out of like Everett (laughs) (laughs) gotten out of Everett. Like I made it. I was kind of a success. Yeah. And, and so there's like this weird respect because of it. Um, and I mean, I mean, if you look back at like all the stuff we got done this past year, I would definitely say you and I fit in the the realm of influencers. We definitely have done a lot of shit this oh, year. Oh my god, dude! Instagram alone, like that has been such a cool, uh, like experiment that we just decided to do. So, if you guys don't follow our uh, one of our curated accounts on Instagram, it's at Polygon Artists, uh, and we actually have this account that we built up from zero. Because we wanted to be able to like feature really cool art because we're both motion graphics artists. And uh, we started this account with zero followers September 3rd. Uh, and we post a bunch, like what? We post about 12 images a day probably. Yeah, anywhere between uh, 3 to 12 images a day. And then, uh, yeah. And then so we, we kind of let that go and we have it as a curated account. And uh, so that basically that means... We're going to repost you and credit you, and uh, you're going to reap the benefits because we're kind of putting you on. And in doing that, we get to gain a following um, and help build our Instagrams as well as help others build their followings. And so it's kind of this nice uh, quid pro quo thing. And we just we hit 10,000 followers on Christmas Eve, and we hit 11,000 followers on New Year's Eve. And we're just like, we're still growing. And like three days later, I think we're at like 11.4 thousand now. It's like... It's been nuts. Yeah, right now we're growing about a thousand new followers a week. Yeah, like we've and it, it took us four months to get to this point. I don't but, know why. Oh, it's, it's it's really cool because it's such a validating <laughs> experience. Because when you try an experiment that you don't know is going to work, I mean, obviously that's an, that's why it's an experiment. But like. We wanted to make like we were like, what will it take to make uh, a following of about ten thousand followers uh, in a very specific niche, um, so we can reach this milestone. How long will it take? How many posts will it take? And what type of stuff are we going to have to do? And we we just we kind of formulated this plan, stuck to it for like four months. I mean, there was times where you know I dropped off a little bit, Eugene's dropped off a little bit. More so myself because I got super busy, but <laughs> uh, we, we we powered through, we stuck with it, and now we literally have the data to show, like, this is what it took to build 10,000 followers, legit followers. And this isn't, like, follow for follow. This isn't, like... This is 100% organic. Um, organic. We didn't, we're not a part of any special <clears throat> groups. We didn't hook into any, like, I'm going to have this software follow 800 people and then see if they followed me back and then unfollow them. We didn't do any of that crap. We literally just put people on 
did the post, thanked some people in our stories, and just told people to follow us. And four months later, 10,000 followers, dude. I, uh, I made a video basically talking about how it was all organic, and it's one of my most hated videos right now. <laughs> it's your most hated video? Why? Yeah, yeah, because people are like, oh, you got 10,000? Like, I, I want to know your secret. I'm like, it's all organic. You just post a lot and do the work. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> well, that's the thing is people don't like to hear, like, what it Put actually the work takes. They want, they want to hear the tactic. So, like, our tactic is, is work your fucking ass off, dude. Like, put the work in, realize that you need to be in front of your followers probably, you know, three to 12 times per day. Because that's what every time you post, that's what it is. You're in front of your followers three to 12 times per day. You give appreciation to your followers. You credit the people that you feature. And people just inherently... Love it. It's it's that whole jab, 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 right hook stuff that Gary Vee talks about. Like, the mm-hmm. jabs are literally just us posting and putting people on and thanking people for following us. And we're just yeah. doing nothing but literally jabbing. We're doing nothing but jabbing. And that's all we've done for four months. And that many jabs just shows, like, dude, 10,000 followers, four months. And yeah. A lot of people will probably, they might snub their nose at that. But, dude, 10,000 followers is a hard <laughs> number to come by. It's, it's really interesting because also I was tracking the attitudes of how people were perceiving us uh, using the account. And when we were super small, people would be like, okay, you know, you're borrowing our stuff. I feel like this is kind of stealing. But once we started to become a bigger account, people were like, oh, thanks for promoting me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like It, it was super interesting. It, it was like there was no difference other than the audience size we were – Showing your stuff to. Yeah. It's like we're the uh, we're the cool new magazine in town on the newsstand. And they're just stoked to get like the mention. You know how people freak out when they get to be on the news? They're like, dude, I was on the news. Watch it at 7 o'clock. Channel 5, bro. I was on the news. They got like a 15-second soundbite. And they're just yeah. stoked, right? Well, that's what it is every time we post someone on Facebook, on, uh, on Instagram. They get their little yeah. 15 seconds of fame. They get recognized. Notice me, senpai. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, oh, I got some recognition. And people, like, especially on Instagram, dude, they are, th- like, thirsting for that recognition. Everyone wants to be recognized. It's all they want. That's the whole reason they have a freaking Instagram. They want to be recognized. They want to be recognized well, for their hard well, work, not, too. Well, not everybody. There are a lot of people with private accounts. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still yeah, looking yeah. for recognition from the friends that they let in. That I is think totally at the, fair. At, at the heart of Instagram, people want recognition for either the photos they post, the videos they post, the experiences they have, or the art that they create. And that is fair. Yeah, and I think having these curated accounts really let us see that it's, uh, I don't know, it's its really cool. It's, it, I, I, it let us see that there's a, there's a, there's a growth hack to this whole thing, but it's not really a hack, more of a, uh, I guess I'm struggling to find the words, like a mutual like handoff. Like, you're awesome, let me show everyone else how awesome you are. And in turn, you're going to think I'm awesome, so let's be awesome together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that's where I was trying to go with that, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, the moral of the story is put the work in and, you know, results will show up. I think that's the whole moral of this friggin' podcast, man. The last year has been just insanity for us. I mean, we've taken on a lot of different projects. We've 
gone on quite a few different trips. Um, We've had some really big names on this podcast. and We have, man. I think we have like less than a thousand views. <laughs> I know. It's, it's got to pop soon. I think maybe one of our uh, our incoming guests might help us out with that. We, we're not going to say, we, we, we don't mention names ahead of time. But we have some people like planned to be on the podcast that are going to be pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I think the I mean, next had, year is going to hold some really cool, cool guests. I mean, we've had like uh, Philip Rosedale. We've had Jake Roper from Vsauce 3. Uh, we had Jimmy here. We had Jordan Jones. I mean, we've had some big freaking names on this podcast. Yeah, it's man. It's been a ride, man. Like I, 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 I never thought that like. That little weird alt space show that we were doing was really going to turn into something like this big, you know? Did you? I mean, I think we always kind of like hoped it would, but like, damn, I I, I don't know. Like, you kind of go into some things like, oh yeah, that'll be fun for a little while, but then you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, and so we do want to tell you guys that this is episode one for the new season. Uh, this season is planning to have 50 episodes for 2019, and um, we are really excited about the guests that we have lined up coming on to the season. Yeah, we are really excited. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we have just huge things planned. I mean, not only projects, uh, but podcasts. Like you said, every week we're going to hopefully be doing these things, so... Make sure you stay tuned. Subscribe on all the uh, the different platforms of your choosing: iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, all those good places. Spotify, uh, Spotify. ITunes. Follow us on YouTube. Um, follow me and Eugene on you know Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, all those do you ha- places. Do you have Snapchat still? Because I, I do. I I never use it. I'm a hundred percent Instagram. I actually started. Um, I. I started creating more like daily content. Cause I'm taking a note out of Eugene's book because he's killing me on the daily content game here. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to be hopefully doing close to daily content, whether or not it's going to be like super polished. I really want to, this year, I want to go off of the, uh, the document don't create aspect. That's another Gary V thing. It's like document don't create or not. Not is it document. Don't create. Yeah. Document don't create. Yeah, uh, it's more like, uh, and also, don't worry about perfection because that is one thing that cripples me the most when it comes to producing content. Is I want things to look fucking perfect. Yeah, you'll and just they get never naturally better. Well, they never look perfect, and so I need to learn myself. For 2019, Topher is going to be introspective this year and learn to let go and not want to be perfect all the time or produce perfect uh, media. Because I think that's been one of my downfalls the last year is wanting to create things that just look super, super polished. But I just want to create cool things, let people see them, and I don't know. It's uh, 2019 is going to be the year of the vlog, Eugene. The year of the vlog, 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 vlog. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, check us out next week. Make sure you download all of the past episodes because there are a bunch of them. Uh, but until next time, my name's Topher Welsh. I'm Eugene Cappen. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Catch you later.